Betsy Orton with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is Rosalinda Luna with the Dallas Police Association Spouses Group. Rosalinda works with the Latino Cultural Center for more than 10 years in marketing and communications, and she's also been involved with the Dallas Police Association for six years, volunteering with DPA's Spouses Behind the Badge. Her husband, Rex, has been with Dallas Police Department for 12 years. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So for those folks who don't know you quite as well as I do, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your involvement with DPA, and how you came to be where you are. Uh, okay. Uh, my husband was actually riding with somebody who was, his wife was involved in the spouses group, and they came to pick up some pizzas to take to the station. Uh, and they said, hey, do you have a spouse? And he said, yes. And he sent me to a meeting. So <laughs> I've been involved ever since. That was the first year that they were planning um, Bags or Badges, our fundraiser. Um, and I got involved in... Here I am. So what's your ba- what is your Bags for Badges fundraiser? Uh, Bags for Badges is an annual fundraiser that we have. Um, we raise money for Assist the Officer Foundation. Um, it's a 20-game bingo. Uh, we do um, like designer handbags. There's Louis Vuitton. And um, each game of bingo, you win a bag, or you can win a bag. So, Well, that's pretty cool. And you all have that event coming up this fall, right? Yeah, it's in November. Wonderful. And if people want that information, they can go to uh, Dallas Police Association's website? www.bagsforbadges.com. She is on top of it, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. So, so tell me what it's like to be married to a police officer. Um, it's very busy. You kind of never know what's going to happen. Um, but you try to make a schedule and make the best out of it. But there's always a lot going on. So there's not any one way I could describe it because it's always different. And what kind of assignment does he do for Dallas Police Department? He's patrol. He's at Northwest, um, and he's he's always been patrol. Very good. So what's the best thing about mar- being married to someone in law enforcement? I always feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. Well, on, got a bodyguard. On, on the flip side of the coin, what's the worst thing? I think uh, you definitely have to worry about your officer's safety um, I, with the climate uh in the country right now and not everybody is a police supporter but i think you also have to remember that a lot of people are more people are so than not um but you definitely worry about what kind of trouble they might get into work with with criminals you know you never know what's gonna happen well, certainly certainly so what what kind of things i mean and you, you all you all have children uh so what's what sort of things do police spouses and families deal with that most people don't realize uh, I think that if you're going to be a police spouse, uh, we're all very independent because we have to do so many things on our own. Our husbands work, um, not a usual nine to five, uh, Monday through Friday job. They, they can work any day or any shift depending on bids. Um, but it's a lot of being independent and, and doing things on your own, but you also get to make great friends with other spouses whose husbands might be working too. <laughs> Well, and so tell me a little bit more about um, the the Spouses Behind the Badge program that Dallas Police Association has. Yeah, we're a social group. um, So we get together. We try to do a monthly get together where maybe we meet somewhere or we meet at the DPA and we do something fun. Um, Most of the time it's kid friendly. Sometimes we have adult only. Um, I'm trying to think like we'll meet at a park or uh, we'll one of us will host something at our home. Um, different things like that to kind of get everybody together to meet so everybody can get their own like little group. It's nice to have people who understand you. So we really want to facilitate that and those friendships. And then we also support um, the Assisty Officer Foundation. So any type of fundraiser they do, we're there to help. That's that's wonderful. So when when you're getting the, these spouses together, and it sounds like it's primarily wives that are getting together, and you all talk about kind of having similar concerns and worries. Talk, talk to me a little bit more about kind of how you all support each other with that. I think we just try to be there for each other and listen. Um, I know that when things um, are difficult or things are happening in this country or here, um, like 
last summer people were getting together on Skype and Zoom since we couldn't get together in person and they just were talking or maybe your husband's working a protest so we can just support each other. We all have different kinds of needs. Some people are more worried than others and some people kind of go with the flow and others might not. So we just try to support those that need that help. Well, and, and your uh, your husbands have, have have dangerous jobs. I mean, law enforcement is certainly a dangerous job. Whether it is you know responding to a traffic stop mm-hmm. or you know a call at a at a home, or or even like you mentioned working these protests. I mean, talk to me about it when your husband says when you say, "Hey, honey, what are you going to do for work today?" And he tells you he's he's going to be at a protest. Uh, to me, my husband used to work central business district, so I know that there are protests all the time, every day, and most of the time, it's no big deal. They're they're peaceful. People are there. Um, so, uh, but it's very triggering, I think, especially for Dallas spouses after seven, seven to hear that your husband is going to be somewhere like a protest. Cause that could obviously turn into a dangerous situation. So what would you tell someone who has a spouse or a family member going into law enforcement, kind of what they can do and, and how they can support that person and how you will, will, will help that spouse? Um, I would say to as much as you can, it's hard, it's easier to say than to do, but to not stress and to also not pressure your spouse, your officer with that stress, they have a lot to worry about. And so I don't want it to be an extra, an extra something to have to worry about. He's got a job to do, but I would just say, um, to listen and to be understanding and to be flexible. For sure. So is there an experience that you've had as police spouse that really stands out to you? Oh, there's so many. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, seven, seven was really scary for all of us. Luckily my husband was working, um, he was at an off-duty job, so he wasn't there. But that was very scary for all of us to watch, um, to see on TV, and to know um, our husbands or our wives were there. Um, my husband will always tell you a, a little story about when he knew that he wanted to marry me. Uh, he got bit. He got bit. <laughs> <laughs> in an extra job, he was working at a Walmart, and a, and a woman, a woman bit him. I mean, so there's all sorts of things that could happen. <laughs> a woman bit him only at Walmart. Um. <laughs> yeah, so I had to rush down to the hospital. I remember I was at the gym. I was in a class, and I had to run down there and see what was going on. But, I mean, there's always there's always something. It's little things, and it's big things. So on giving back behind, through behind the badge, um, talk about how you all are, are supporting kind of the officers and the brotherhood and really, I mean, it's family, it's a family. I mean, law enforcement definitely talks about it. It is a family, um, and, and how, how behind the badge supports that way. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we try to help any family we can, however we can. I always tell my, my daughter's always asking me why I'm collecting diapers or why I'm putting snacks together. And I say that daddy's family is our family and we help each other out whenever we can. So, um, anything from like putting snack bags together for officers when times are heated or, um, if an officer gets injured, you can submit that to the Assist the Officer Foundation and, and they will support them financially with, with a check. Um, my husband, he broke his hand at Walmart in the very next day. So, that he, Walmart. He, 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 so he, he was bitten and then he broke his hand. He the broke next his day? hand and then the next day was it the same hand check. he was bitten on the first time? You know, I don't know. You, you ask him. <laughs> yeah, so um but what else do we do? <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking about how you all assist the uh, uh, partner huh. with assist the officer. Um, and, yeah, so and when they do their golf tournament, we're there to help. We're selling tickets. Um, we were at the clay shoot together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, anything we can do to help, we're there. I mean, it, anything from cleaning a kitchen to selling tickets to getting raffles together. I mean, we want to help. 
Well, and that's that's a really important thing there. And I mean, you you spent you spent the last ten years with Latino Cultural Center and have done a lot of other volunteerism and helping with the city officer. Why is it giving? Why is giving back so important to you? And it seems like that's something that you're passionate about. Well, I think that police officers and first responders do so much for the community, and um, especially I mean, being married, when I see firsthand how much of himself he gives to his job and into the community, it's important for me to just be able to do, even if it's just putting together a bag of snacks, to do something to help them get through the day. It's important. Well, and you're you're close with a lot of first responders, their spouses. Talk to me a little bit about the difference this can make for their morale. Um, because I mean, again, obviously in the last year and a half, there have been some challenging times, um, especially I mean, also since 7-7, which for those of you all listening, uh, July 7th, we had that tragic uh, shooting incident in downtown Dallas uh, a number of years ago. And so talk to me about how, how you all really are helping with morale for first responders. Yeah, I think it's easy for the, the, the police and other first responders to feel unappreciated or to be feel beat down and I think even just the smallest bit of kindness and gratitude that they see is it really is helpful because there's it's so you know those loud squeaky wheels and <laughs> they're pretty loud so <laughs> if they see a little bit of appreciation I know that it it helps it, to know that there's support from them in the community and not just the spouses other people chip in when we do those things I mean we're reaching out to the community and that's where we get the the funds and the help to do the things so well, what's been your favorite part of volunteering with Assist the Officer? Well, Baxter Badges is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> very, very favorite, right there, off the bat. You're like, all the other ones are fine. Um, do you tell me about an experience with Assist the Officer where you all have really, um, where you've gotten to really see the hard work and the funds that you're raising that are really making a difference? I think usually when we're, when we're able to have like a guest, it, it, a fundraiser that's benefited from the money, maybe somebody who's been injured on the job has a permanent injury um, to see uh, how those fun, who those funds are going to and how they're being used is really, it's a great experience, I think, to see who it helps. I think seeing who it helps is really Absolutely. impactful. It's, it's, it's certainly gratifying to, to see that help. I mean, whether it's the Dickey Foundation and we're supporting, you know, first responders, whether it's providing those vests and other protective equipment that we do. I mean, the, when you get the chance to visit with those officers, they are so appreciative. So. Yeah. And a lot of times the things we do, you might not see. I mean, Assist the Officer Foundation also provides like counseling to officers who might need that Um because of what they've been through on the job. And so, I mean, I might not know who's getting that money, but I, I love what it's doing. Absolutely. And do they, do they help out with, with the families and the spouses as well? I mean, because again, it, it is a whole family thing just because the husband may be the one who's actually in law enforcement. I mean, you all are, are certainly doing a lot uh, on the home front. Yeah. Um, well, um, Yes, the Assisti Officer Foundation actually just helped to fund our first ever marriage retreat. So we put together, um, some of the spouses put together a marriage retreat where we did, we stayed for a weekend at Mill Creek with our like, little cottages um, and we did classes all day. And I think that's really helpful for everybody to kind of get together and talk about your feelings. <laughs> well, it is. And it's funny because I'm married to a lawyer, not, not a first responder. And so you all, I mean, aside from the regular relationship things that people deal with, Talk to me a little bit more about what you all deal with, because you, you deal with this whole other set of issues. When my lawyer spouse goes off to work, I'm not <laughs> worried right. about, about coming home. But but when your husband goes to work every day, that that's probably something that crosses in the back of your mind. Yeah, there's there's a whole other, uh, there's so many other things with like a police marriage. Like my husband and I always joke that five years is like 20 years of a regular <laughs> marriage because there's so much going on. There's these weird schedules. There's husbands that suffer from PTSD. There's all the things they see every day on the job that affects them that you might not, I mean, they talk to you about it, but you don't really realize what it's doing to them because over a period of time, seeing all these things is, it's crazy, right? Like things I've never seen, he sees like weekly. So, um, 
And then there's, I think there's a lot of things like on the other side of it, like for me, like having a husband who is very busy with work. I know, I know he's doing it for my family. So <laughs> I mean, it's for me. <laughs> and you've got, I mean, a, you've got a busy career as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. We have a five-year-old. Um, I mean, he works just shy of 80 hours a week. So oh, he's very busy. That's, that's quite a lot. That's quite a lot of work there. But I mean, the, to your point, when they're coming home and they're talking to you, I mean, and quite frankly, this is happening for other spouses too. Hopefully they're coming home and, and talking. talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. You want that. But then when the spouses get together, are you all sharing like, Hey, this is what's, what's getting put on me. Uh, what I'm hearing. Yeah. I think it's really, we try, I mean, we do compare notes and the thing about a spouses group that's really amazing is that we're on all, there's all, there's people that have been married for 25 years, people have been married for 30 years, people have been married for just a few years. So we can really look to each other to see like what's normal and what can I do and how can I help and you know maybe what can he do better <laughs> I mean, it's not just me like what can you do um, <laughs> so it's nice to be able to talk to other people that have lived through what you live through because there's all sorts of different um phases right of being married to police officer because like a rookie doesn't get to pick I mean you bid right but you don't you're not going to get the best shift so somebody might be going through that and, you know you could talk to somebody who's like made it through that they can say it's not going to be like this forever. It, it will get better. You'll well, retire one day. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So with your work, work with the the officer and, and your career, you, you've helped a lot of people over the years. So who are, who are three people who have really kind of helped you and made a difference for you in this? Oh, wow. Um, that's a good question. Well, I think uh, Vicki White at the, <laughs> the DPA, <laughs> she's been great. Um, she's helped me in so many ways, I think, uh, because we're transplants. There's so many people that have helped us in making a family here with 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 police and. So you're not native Texans. Where are y'all from? I'm from Michigan, um, and my husband is from Illinois. So and we didn't meet in one of those places. We met here. Um, so we've kind of always been on our own without you know without parents to help. Now my parents just recently moved here, but um, it's been a lot of relying on people, and it's our police family. We moved up to Forney because the police community there was pretty large. Um, Vicky lives just down the street from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, v Vicky White is with the Dallas Police Association, and they do they do wonderful things. Actually, I was talking to her recently. We're uh, going to be setting up a mobile mammogram with UT Southwestern. We're oh, bringing that to Dallas Police Association in October. So, that's great. Uh, it's one of the ways we turn the cup pink, our big yellow cup. We turn it pink and raising money, so that way we're able to come and, and do that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about it. So Vicky Vicky certainly helped and made a difference. Who else has has really made that difference for you? Um. I think Mike Mata definitely is also like he brings so much um, calm and sense to, <laughs> to to things when you panic. Um, he'll he'll be there to tell you what's really going on and to say, "Don't worry, sis, it'll be okay." Um, and uh, you know, I I've met actually my best friend in the in the world through this uh, group, and so and so many friendships. So. I mean, can I put my friends in one group? <laughs> you, you, you can call your friends as one group, but I think that's a really interesting way to put it um, because I, I, I enjoy volunteering in my spare time too. And you really do meet some of the most wonderful people through volunteering because you automatically have that that common interest. You, yeah. you and your friends who are like, hey, we want to help assist the officer. We want to help with the spouses group. And so you're getting to meet folks. You already have that commonality. Yeah. And, and I always tell people, I'm like, we're not just, we don't just come here and, and do this thing that we all care about, but we do life together. Like we really care about each other and we do things together because we enjoy each other. And that's such a special thing. Well, I do always say, I'm like, accountants don't have spouses groups. Like they don't like stick together. <laughs> there might be, I don't think there are lawyer spouses groups. Nobody's told me about them. But but I think it's a, it's a really interesting thing that there there is a, a Dallas Police Association spouses group because w what you all deal with is different. 
it, it's certainly really different. So what, what has been, um, what would be the best piece of advice that you could give someone who, who has a uh, first responder spouse? I would say to be patient and, and try not to worry. I mean, it's that, that worry can really bring you down. And if you're religious, I mean, I have to say to give it to God and to just take it kind of day by day because you can't control what other people are gonna do or what's gonna happen. You can kind of just cope with it the best way that you can. I mean, whatever that is, if that's going to church or exercising, um, but definitely to find something for yourself because your husband's going to be, or your wife is going to be very busy. And so you need so to- So what, what do you do for yours? What do I do? I know, I, have, I know you all have a child. I have a child who's very busy. <laughs> Five-year-old. <so. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I hang out with my friends. I hang out with my spouse friends. Um, I work, I volunteer, my daughter ice skates. Um, so I have a lot of things going on. My best friend, um, when I got married to Rex, her husband, uh, she's not a spouse. Um, I know her before him, but her husband's a mariachi. So <laughs> we, we both didn't have like husbands like around hanging out with us. So he'd be like out mariachiing and Rex would be out policing and we would just do, we'd go to Target. I mean, it's, I feel like it's different worries of mariachi yeah. versus a first responder husband. But. You know, but he wasn't there a whole lot. And so that we were able to have a lot of fun. <laughs> well, one of the things I, I kind of keep hearing is, is the need for self-sufficiency for those spouses. You're not sitting at home, wringing your hands and waiting. You're you're doing everything that you can and you're staying busy and whatnot. And you, you know that your husband has a dangerous job, but also making sure that you're living a full life and, and what you want to do. Yeah, you can't. I would definitely say to you, like, you can't wait. I'm out. People, a lot of times new spouses are a little bit apprehensive about coming to events when my husband's working or he can't come or. But I think you have to be really able to, to do things on your own. Like you have to be willing to do it because you're going to have to do it. So if you don't, if you don't just get out there and do it, not a whole lot's going to happen, right? Indeed. So what's the most important thing you've learned so far? About being married to a police officer or policing? Uh, both. <laughs> Let's go with both. I think just to be flexible, anything could happen. So you just got to kind of roll with it. I mean, you might be late for dinner. I'm going to have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> There's a plate in the fridge. Exactly. Yeah, you just, I mean, you really have to be very flexible. So what question have I not asked you yet about being a, a law enforcement spouse uh, that I should have asked? I think sharing information, um, that's kind of something I actually talked about at our spouse's retreat about having all that information ready in case your spouse gets hurt. Um, that way you, you know how to log into the bank account, you know where to pay the bills, you know what to do because a lot of people, I think in any kind of marriage, you don't, not everybody has that and it is important. Maybe if you, that's not the, I always tell everybody that it's really important to have like your roles, even if they're not traditional gender roles, like I know what you're responsible and I know what I'm responsible for. And if we can work together, then everything's taken care of, right? Like we're not going to be arguing because you take care of the bills. You know what I mean? So I think it's really important to have access to that information, even if it's not your main like monthly, weekly responsibility. That's, that's, that's a really interesting, valuable point there. So what's the craziest story your husband's come home and told you and you're like, I can't believe he's doing this for a living. I don't know, but there were so many naked people. <laughs> there are so, there are so many more naked people than I realized. I guess it's hot in Dallas. So <laughs> I can see why, but there are some, there are just so many naked people. <laughs> There's like a video on Facebook of him helping somebody like, I forget, they were like in a thong or something. It was a male in a thong. And he he asked my husband to like help him cover up. But I was like, you're so nice. <laughs> All right, so Dallas, keep your clothes on. Keep That's the moral of this story. All right, so at the end of, end of, end of all of our uh, shows, we like to, you know, turn it back to Dickies. So I've got to ask, what's your favorite Dickies meat and favorite Dickies side? Oh, I do the, um, 
I do the cut like beef when I get the thing in the potato salad the best. All right, there's a It's got like right the there. pickle, uh-huh. right? Yep. It's got like some kind of, of that in there. But we go to Dickie's a lot, actually. Um, like <laughs> Glad on, to hear it, thank you. <laughs> there's one in his division that we'll meet at like on like Christmas Eve. So <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> we glad we could do that for you. That's wonderful. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into our lightning round. I'm going to give you two choices. You're going to pick your favorite. Okay. Okay, we're going to kick it off easy. Barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Barbecue. Sweet or unsweet tea? Unsweet. Really? That I mean, it's Texas. That, that, I'm but you're not from, from Texas. Oh, you're from up north. Uh, we'll let her slide on the unsweet tea. All right, chopped brisket or sliced brisket? Uh, chopped. Sauce or no sauce? Sauce. <laughs> brisket or pulled pork? <laughs> brisket. And ribs or wings? Ribs. All right. Thank you so much. My guest today has been Rosalind Deluna with the Dallas Police Association Spouses Group. Thanks so much for everything that you do for first responders and their spouses uh, and for the community. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community. 